Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you are listening to Spoiler Alert Podcasts. It's part of the Cult Pop Network over at cultpopgo.com. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, and with me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Underscore and like a underscore and flunderscore. And Rob Patey. Yeah. We're going to be ruining this week's comic books for you, so consider yourself warned. But first, we're going to talk about some <clears throat> emails. So, Pink Apocalypse wrote in on May 5th. I may have already read it. Stop me if you've heard this one before. It says, I saw Infinity War. Yes. Oh, I did read it? Um- is it the one about your spoiler-free review of Infinity War? No. This is, she saw it, finally, and she said, I saw Infinity oh. War. Marvel is sleeping on the couch. We're not on speaking terms right now. Shit. Yeah. She's mad about all the murder. Happens. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. There's a, there was a lot of murder. Happens. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. I saw what? Deadpool 2. Oh, you did. Don't spoil it. It was real good. Um, it's a, a little bit below the original, I would say, and oh. it does linger a little too long on some of the drama. It tries to do a little bit more drama than the first one, I think, and it doesn't all work as well as I would have hoped. But overall, uh, there was a period there where I lost my shit. Like, I was in the theater laughing, and my wife was laughing at me laughing so hard. Like, she wasn't laughing at the movie. <laughs> it was you. She was laughing at how much I was laughing. Would you say it, it it degraded because the surprise is gone? Like once no. you've heard Juice Juice Newton as an opening number, it's hard to go back. I don't know what Juice Newton is. Juice Newton's the one who sang the original opening number, Angel of Morning, in the first movie. Oh. Never mind. Yeah, I don't remember it. Sorry. I like uh, Juice Newtons. They're pretty tasty. Not as good as the Fig Newtons, though. I'm, I'm sorry I asked the question. Well, that's how they do it, right? That's how they make the Fig Newtons, is that they and they just jam first, figs into the Juice Newtons, and then no, they first, squeeze them out the other you, end. First you juice the Newton, then you fig them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to my game corner. <laughs> no, I, I was wondering that myself, if, if uh, maybe some of the jokes would be just, you know, hangover too. Um right. But no, it was great. It was great. I liked it a lot. It was a lot of a lot of fun. And it did, it kept it did surprise me a bunch. Oh, and there is for those of you keeping count, there is a mid-credit sequence that is very 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 important. So definitely stick around for that. I don't think that there is a post-credit sequence though. I did not see one. Anyway, thanks Pink Apocalypse. I hope that you and Marvel, the Marvel movies uh, have an amicable separation for a while and then can come together later. 
after you've gro- both grown separately, come together later as friends once again. Let's yeah, know how that's Thanos, going. Thanos lived. I'm happy. Yeah, it was awesome. We do have a Witcher Dilly <clears throat> voicemail. 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 Yeah. Oh, did we have? There was a song we put through for this. Oh, you voicemails. did? There was a voicemail song? Yeah, we did. How'd it go? It was a voice melio, 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 melio. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Sure. Voice me, voice me, voice me, voice mail. Voice mail. Sure. Yeah. This one, I, I kind of thought it was going to be. Honestly, I thought it was Mark underscore L underscore Miller, like leaving a voice message for our own show. Because it's sent Uh-oh. by Mark underscore. And it's only four Uh-oh. seconds long. I love this show. Thanks, guys. That was it. Did you hear it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. this show. Well, Thanks, guys. Is that is that another year and a half old one? or is that No! Another? No, it came in five days ago. No wow. shit. Yeah, wow. man. Current. Yeah, we're all current, sons. It wasn't. It wasn't me. Yeah, it didn't sound like once once I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's not Mark. All right. So thank you so much for the voicemails. You can go to coltspopgo.com and leave us a voicemail if you click on the bright red banner that says leave us a voicemail. And um, yeah, the the new website is mostly up and running. I'm still trying to figure out how to seamlessly connect the old RSS feed and the iTunes feed so that it starts pulling from the new server. Uh, so until that happens, I think uh, the iTunes feed is still from the old server, but you, you, that doesn't matter to you. You don't know anything about that. So no, they don't. They don't give a shit. So uh, anyway, nope. that's it. You guys want to talk about some Kermit books? Yeah, I just have one thing. Even though we aren't covering it, Uh I just finished reading uh, Bubba Hotep. Okay. uh, And uh, at the back of it, there's an ad for C2E2, which happened a month ago. Oh, and it's a new book? Yeah, it's a brand new book this week. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like they're using the JD uh, answering voicemails and emails method of publication. They're, They're on your calendar. Anyway, just thought I'd say that. New Challengers, number one from DC Comics, part of the New Age of Heroes. This one's written by Scott Snyder and Alan Gillespie with art by Andy Kubert uh, with inks by Claus Jansen. And uh, I I was never... (laughs) Klaus Jansen. This... uh, So there's been Challengers of the Unknown for... Since the 60s. Ever. uh, They've been challenging unknown things all... All up and down the joint, yeah. And I've oh. never really cared about them, so I thought I would I would dive in with this one and see what it's what it's worth. And I I quite enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Let's get talking, oh. Rob. Uh, I dug it as well. I'm not like you. I did like the old Challengers of the Unknown. I remember a resurgence '90s ish uh-huh. time period. Yeah, um, really that was good, pretty but- good. It's got kind of that, you know, meta cosmic. They can kind of go all over and do all anything as long as they do it in the time uh, before their hourglass runs up and they uh, melt to death. You know, we, we're getting introduced to a lot of new teams in DC, and we'll, I'm sure, cover that in Justice League. This one, I, I don't know, it felt real. I guess it's just kind of Snyder's heart he puts into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, he he drew these characters out from the get go. It was not, and it wasn't a the team was forced together 
but it, it uh, there's a level of it that still kind of felt organic despite the contrivance of the situation. It, it seems almost contradictory, but I, I like this team more than I liked uh, fucking the new uh, coming together of the Exiles. Oh, uh, that yes. Is, yeah, it, it, this did not feel commercial or hokey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that Hush at the beginning? No, I don't think so. I, I believe that's the gentleman who brings together the new challengers. Right. The, the guy oh, with the uh, so? the guy with the uh, coat that won't stop waving even though there's no wind. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. a red. And he went crazy with the lipstick. He's got yeah. a red like up and down his face a little bit. Um, oh, I thought that was either. I thought. Well, I, I didn't think it was Hush, but I was just joking a little bit. But um, the uh, guy from. At the beginning, um, he comes out of the thing and he feels his face. Face is intact. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be intact. Not after. And that's. Uh, but I guess that's just him being swept away from near death. Well, yeah, that's what I kind of. So as I'm reading it, I was taking notes, and I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna summarize my notes. Uh, I like that we're introduced to each person as they're teleported in while in mid sentence, and then we flash back to the situation that they were in when they got teleported. And that's after I Not took that note, them. I realized, oh, <laughs> fuck, they're dead. So uh, each of these characters, Robert Brink from Spiral, Trina Alvarez, Moses Barber, <laughs> Crunch, uh, they are um, swept away from their the deaths. So they die and then they get teleported to the mountain where, um, I guess, the new Challenger's headquarters is. Um, so mm-hmm. I like that, that, that they're dead. So apparently whatever happened to Moses Barber <laughs> was pretty brutal yeah considering he's surprised it's like a car crash Mm -hmm. like a car crash or something maybe it'd be it'd be it'd be nice if they switch off the narrative each issue so this was clearly alvarez's issue and we got to see her death Mm -hmm. it'd be cool if they hand off the baton to each member of the team so we again we get this context of who's narrating Mm -hmm. through the uh, vision of their death. That would be awesome. I would love each episode to be narrated by one of the different characters instead of just, like, sticking us with one main protagonist. Yeah. That'd be great. The death of Brink was sudden. And And amazing! uh, Pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, I I loved it. And then they brought in Bethany Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. She's new. And we don't know anything about her. So... Kind of the part of the conceit is that the logo, and I didn't realize this, the new Challengers logo on the back, uh, I'm sorry, in the, behind the logo of the cover, looks like a Black Widow symbol. Turns out it's supposed to be an hourglass. Um, yes. Except if you look at Andy Kubrick's drawings throughout the book, most of them look like pots of coffee instead of hourglasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're really shoddily drawn. Um, so apparently... They get whisked away from their death, and then they get a tattoo on their forearm of the hourglass, and it counts down. And if they're out of the mountain longer than it takes for them for that to count down, then I guess they die. They go back to being dead. So, yeah. Right, yep. and they have to come back to the mountain to recharge, and if they don't, they leave, and they become a pile of goo. Yeah, and that, that wasn't part of the original, any of the other challenges of the unknown, right? That's new? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's like a reimagining sort of yeah. thing. But they did show the old challengers, uh, the guys that uh were in the old series when he they go to those uh they 
they showed the ghosts of them or the effigies yeah. of them. As they, as they Super were. fun holograms that you can go around and talk to, like the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or like Westworld. They're all standing there like in Westworld. No, Westworld, you can have sex with them. And mm. and you can you can develop no. a long relationship with them. When you Please, shut them yeah, down, yeah. when you shut them down, they go in that room and they just stand there naked. And you can have sex with them naked. That's true. There's yeah. nothing saying you can't hot. have sex with the the naked robots. I guess. I guess yeah, you, can. Down. you can. They're powered down though. The life. Yeah, is... one technician did it. That's why you got to live. But let's go back to holograms and the challengers of the unknown. Yeah, let's well, do that. They're not naked. They're wearing suits and they're with the coffee mugs on them. Right. And they have all died. Yeah. Yep. The, that's who uh, was in the last series that we were. Yeah, Chet Manley and. Yeah. yeah. Was that the series that it's... was drawn by Tim Sale? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. read that. That was like back in the, the early aughts, right? Yeah, that's probably where I'm remembering it from. Instead, of yeah, that. it's either the '90s or the aughts. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. It all bleeds together at this yeah, point. Yeah, at our yeah, age, we're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, accelerated. It's juvenile Alzheimer's. I thought this was a this was a good. I mean, compare it to the other ones. What do you guys think? The the Terrifics is still one of my favorites. I'm really digging this new Challengers. I'm going to stick with this. I haven't read a single issue of Damage after episode one. I didn't read the it second Curse of Brimstone. Yeah. Silencer. Oh, Silencer. We love that oh. one. Yeah. Silencer was great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think these are the three winners. I think uh, I think Terrific, New Challengers, and Silencer. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't. I don't hate Sideways. No, it's 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 light and fun. Yeah, it's like you know, it feels like it's that template of the new uh, the new superhero making mistakes and bouncing around continuity and stuff. And, yeah, uh, you know, it. I you you don't think it's like Spider Man? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why because I, I think it. that I think that there were a couple of uh, uh, I think there were, a couple of weeks back you said you didn't think it was much like spider-man but i feel well, it was I, I feel that's a new that's a template that's used for spider-man a lot yeah uh, like characters uh, even if they don't have the same powers it's the same inexperienced kid suddenly getting powers mm-hmm. well that's what or i mean Harry is that or... exactly it's 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 not just spider-man it's the hero's journey no. it's star wars it's, it's luke, luke yeah. skywalker yeah. yeah yeah deadly class like harry potter yeah. Ooh, I gotta read Deadly Class. So that's been picked up. They're gonna they're making a show out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I gotta oh, uh, sci-fi. I gotta, I gotta read that shit because I've always wanted to and I just never got around to it. So now's a perfect time. Is you that a it. Harry Potter school? Don't they <laughs> yeah. already have? What's that? Don't they already have the Wizards? Um, you, on that channel, the Sci-Fi Channel, the Sorcerers. Whatever it is, it's the same fucking thing. It's wizard school. Oh no, it's the magic. It's the, the magician. The magician. That's what it is. And it's yeah. sexy time magic. And actually, it's really it's good. Dirt. That TV show is surprisingly is. fun. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, but yeah. Um, but this is this Shut is up. samurai. I mean, not samurai. This is assassins, not wizards. Totally different. It's totally different. Oh. It's got Wong know, from Doctor Strange. Oh, he's in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like he's him. He's the Dumbledore. He's a cool actor. 
I mean, uh, assassin yeah. school guy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he's the Professor X? Yeah. Um, all right, you guys. Let's talk about yeah. Justice League Najustice number two, written by Scott Snyder, James Tinian the Fourth, Joshua Williamson, with art by Francis Manipole and Marcus Toe. Now, when we talked about DC Nation number zero, which had a little vignette in the back of it from this series, uh, I think we all went, "Well, that that doesn't make any goddamn sense. These these team ups are stupid, and they don't make any sense." But then I read number one of this last week. And I went, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. So Brainiac no. shows up to Earth and he soundly whoops everyone's ass because he's like, I'm smart and I know math and you guys are very predictable. And that's why I'm able to beat you so quickly. So I need your help in stopping this um, this thing that's going to happen. This big, this big, uh, what would you call it? Uh, danger that's coming to Earth and all of our planets. Basically, yeah, the, I what? the Marvel, what are like they called? Some- I was going to say, call it a Celestial, because we'll be talking about those in the Avengers this week. Yeah, so so these Celestials are going to come eat our planets, these giant galactuses. um, And the only way we're going to beat them is to make teams that are different than what we're used to. Um, So I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. Now, I don't know how much it works. What did you guys think? Mark? Uh. (laughs) No, it was... I like this a hell of a lot more than the snippet of the that we got in that free comic book day thing. Yeah, well, or the twenty five cent issue thing. Yeah, all right. But uh, I think it 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 makes sense. I think it was a mistake to have that. They should have just done a story about Brainiac, like making that plan. Oh and shit! I think it would have it would have like mm-hmm. sold the story a little better. Uh, yeah. Uh, but. I don't know. They chose to do it that way, which I, I don't think. And I, I do think that this comic is somewhat disjointed. They're trying to do what they did in the Avengers movie by splitting them up in teams and then like splitting between the locations like over and over and over again throughout the story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just push it all forward. I don't think it works as well in comics as it does in movies, unfortunately. Um Especially if you're just going to flip through four t- four teams in like four panels, it's you know it, it it would work if you would have a little time with some of these groups, but really it's like team uh, wisdom with Harley Quinn and those guys. They get like maybe two panels, where Batman's team, of course, gets the bulk of it, uh, and uh, like with the whole Beast Boy moment and uh, all of that stuff i don't know if the amount of people writing this if they're just like writing for that team or what they're doing like how the how they've broken up the writing duties but it just uh it's still a little disjointed as far as uh story is concerned 100 percent agree like with the i'm more interested in waller and oliver queen out of all of this stuff you know it it's because that's the less uh the least sort of contrived part of it i think mm-hmm. but anyway uh i mean but i i like this kind of big boisterous starro who he's he's just kind of like he doesn't it doesn't matter he's just kind of having a great time doing whatever mm-hmm. when when did starro become Starbro? yeah no yeah i was I wondering that no myself idea. i think this is a new incarnation of this this is the first time i've seen him like this um but uh he's fun He's a douche, yeah. 
Yeah. He's a big douche. He's, I mean, he's a bad guy, of course, but he's he's still he makes things fun. Um, and I was ecstatic that I and I knew that's who was going to be in the middle of the prison. But it's uh, Viral Dox from the old Legion books. Now, why did you know that? Because that's the only person that would be in that prison. It's like in Brainiac, we don't know any other Kalu people. Who else do we know from Kalu other than Brainiac and Viral Dox? Oh, so to it be could, fair, I, I don't, don't know, know anyone I, from Kalu because I don't know anything about Viral Dox. Now he's from the he's Viral, from the um, Legion, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, that spawned out of like invasion that invasion story that they had way back oh, in the eighties, right? Um, Legion and then with the Dominators. What's that? I, I, yeah, yeah, with the Dominators. Yeah, and then like. They were they became this like intergalactic force, and I loved Legion because Viral Dox, Dox was a very interesting like character. He was always very smart. They kind of they kind of played him like they're playing Luthor now, um, always for the greater good, but using kind of uh, uh, questionable means about the whole thing. Um, and it, I loved it. It was written by Keith Giffen, and uh, they had a really long run, and then they turned into Rebels. Yeah. Uh, instead of Legion, because their Legion kind of fell apart, and it was really just the first version of the Legion of Superheroes set in modern times. And yeah, that was the ninety-one, ninety-two, and it was a nice cap to everything we had read, Justice League, and it had that same tonality because uh, Giffen. But um, yeah, it was a little bit more serious, though. I, a little seem, bit, yeah. I, I seem to remember it being, like, taking things more seriously. Like, uh, there was this one character named Stealth, and uh, she had just chosen Viral Dox to be her mate, and on her world, she basically turns into a, like, a raging monster when she is ready to mate, and uh, so she basically just rapes Viral Dox and, and uh, has sex with him, and then she just has his baby. But this was the 80s. You're allowed to do shit like that, I guess. <laughs> cool planet. Women were allowed to rape men, I guess, back then. I guess. Oh. That's, I don't know. Is that... Nah, he, he, he was fine with it. He was probably okay with it, deep down. He but I remember right. them fighting. I mean, it was like she beat the hell out of him. It was like Big Barda used to beat the shit out of Scott Free. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That reminds me, I gotta catch up 80s. on that uh, Mr. Miracle by tom king oh i i just oh, yeah. did it's really good yeah so good rob what'd you think of this one um no i i thought it was eh. oh okay i it, it's okay it's overly contrived i like the idea it, you know the the other thing they didn't do to help themselves going to the four locations every fucking tree looked alike mm. yeah Oh, oh, also, they mentioned in the first one, you know how we were talking about their new costumes in the DC Nation Zero issue. Uh, I guess the, yeah. they, the all of the costumes have these little nodes. They're calling them nodes. And they're these little light-up circles, which are basically just design elements that they gave a reason for having. And they're like, oh, we, we are divided up into teams because of the nodes we have. And I'm like, motherfuckers, they're all the same color. How am I supposed yeah. to know? How do you know which one, which team is which? I assumed like... Oh, okay. One team will be purple. One team will be yellow. One team will be red. But like, they're all like this purple. Would, because right. they don't want to be like X Men. Right, right, right. Justice X-Men League gold, red, Justice red. League gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I that was confusing. Yeah, the co- 
we 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 lament that these events take too long that they bloat them but yeah this one is a perfect example where it's the goodness of the story is how they kind of how he devised to bring these teams together yeah i I, i'm not gonna care i think by the end and now vril dox is involved what is the end game of this it's just like uh metal you know it it's just bring back some characters change some new things and there'll probably be uh another justice league book coming out of this oh i'm sorry did you not know no. So um, I, I want to say there's like three Justice League books coming out, maybe four. I'm, I'm, I think maybe oh. these four teams will each have a Justice League book. Oh God, I uh, that no, that's, no. that's with the, with that, all with all the villains on them. I don't know. I guess so. I know. I know we're at least getting a Justice League by Scott Snyder playing, you know, regular, uh, and then there's gonna be um, Justice League Dark. But I thought someone was yeah. telling me that there's going to be like these are the four new teams. I would, I think they should do. Well, I mean, I don't mind a Justice League Dark. Um, no, of course not. But I think that I think they could easily just for a little while split the seven people up into, or I, I guess five people up into each get their own sort of team of of heroes. I I just hate it that they're throwing these villains in here when you got some perfectly good heroes. And let's talk about how bull the I'm calling bullshit on every other hero in the world is trapped in canisters somewhere. Yeah. That's right. well, That's, the, the four main teams. So That's all the rest saying. of the Yeah, all the rest of the members are of those teams are in those casters is that what it, they're yeah, saying everyone no, yeah. there are no solo heroes out there except for green arrow and amanda waller but yeah. i don't know it just seemed that that just seemed kind of just so contrived they could have had a team like of aquaman donna troy uh nightwing and whoever was in that one splash page uh, trying to save earth uh, it could have been something yeah, like that. Yeah, but then, but then we're already complaining about how there's four teams and it's a little too much to begin with. And then we're going to have a, another whole team yeah. of Hayrills on Earth. I'd rather just have them sit That's out. true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, I did misspeak. Use... I misspoke. So there's only two Justice League books coming out. It's going to be Justice League and Justice League Dark. My bad. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I, mean, I could definitely use one less team um, up there. So if they were just splitting between three teams or three different storylines, I think that works. But when you're splitting it into basically five storylines, because you yeah. got you've got the the storyline that's going on um, the at, Waller. on Earth, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you've got the four teams, and then that that's a lot to be weaving around, bobbing, mm-hmm. weaving around it. Um, yeah. I could see it work if they did like a weekly fifty-two sort of thing with that and they focus on one of those Mm storylines each week but um as they're doing it now it's like you just get all you get all you're getting are like double splash pages split into four and you see basically the same thing happening to each four of the teams yeah yeah Uh, Yeah, that's true and, and that's to me that's just doesn't it feels like a kind of a waste of a story a little bit and it doesn't feel like there's a huge depth of imagination why trees on kolu yeah Yeah. like why because they come from seeds oh of course (laughs) but who makes the seeds the not celestials 
That's all I uh, needed was seeds, and I'm totally fine with it. Bigger trees. Uh. <laughs> this is, I think this is just a big cosmic version of the giving tree. So That's it. Look, <laughs> look past all the metaphors. And yeah. Really I don't know. Yeah, it just, it feels a little bit, the, it's not quite as bad as, uh, what was it called? Dark Knight's uh, Metal. But no. it, it does stink of it a little bit where it's like, you guys are just doing a little bit too much. I realize you're writing comic books and you're trying to make it big and bombastic. Um, but yeah, yeah I, would, I would tone it down just a touch. Well, I do think that it um, we benefit by having Francis Manipal um, mm. as the artist here. I think his work is very much more suited to this type of story. He's got – I love the way he just draws – like he draws Sinestro very different than the, everyone has different body postures. Everyone has different body yeah. sizes and shapes. I mean, I, I love seeing a panel with it's, I think it's like Superman, John Jones, uh, uh, Starro and Sinestro on the same team and seeing them just, just all of their different body types uh, just like playing off of each other. It, it really does show how, how great an artist that guy is. He's really good. Yeah, he's really just every time he does a new book, it is better than the previous book he's done. It's really great. Yeah. Now the colors are a little muddy here, but <laughs> I I do like the the his attention to anatomy and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's working really well. Um, but I always felt that way. Even when he was doing the Flash, I felt like his colors were. We're getting we're a little muddy because yeah. he colors it too, right? Well, no. Mm. Um, Brian Bucciolato was doing the colors on Flash and stuff, and uh, generally, oh, okay. what he was doing back then wasn't quite watercolor. He was doing grayscale ink washes, and then the colorist okay. would go over that, and I feel like that can have a tendency to muddy up your coloring. So um, I'm not sure. I'd have to go flip through this issue, which I don't have on hand right now, uh, to see who's doing the coloring. But uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it was with the Flash. So it might be more of that here. Yeah. But, Let me see yeah. here. It's only Marcus, four issues. Like I'm going to read it. I'm going to finish it. Marcus Toe. It's yeah. It's hi-fi colors. Yeah. This is. I mean, it's a little better here, but there are there were. I remember a couple of scenes where I wasn't sure who was fighting. Um, I think it was because they colored Cyborg red for some reason, which I have no idea why they they did that. It was dark. It was like a shadow. Yeah. I don't know what it, what was going on. But yeah, I remember just... when I saw it in DC Nation Zero, I was like, is he red? Or is that just the coloring of stuff around him glinting off him? No, he's red for no reason. I I, I thought it was the lighting. No, no, he's definitely red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's red in this issue, definitely. Um, it's not really muddy. It's just that I think the colors are kind of just, they need a little bit more boldness to them. They're just a little bit too opaque. And, and I think you did say he's like muddy. Like, yeah. This, uh, especially Batman's team. And I, maybe he's coloring, it looks like he is coloring each team in a, with a different kind of palette, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just an interesting choice. Yeah. Anyway. Avengers number two from Marvel, written by Jason Aaron, with art by Ed McGinnis and inks by Mark Morales and Jay Leistin. Leistin? Um, so, this is a good looking book. And the Celestials are back, except the Celestials are being murdered by bigger Celestials. And you finally got the Hulk, She-Hulk hulking out, Mark, huh? Yeah. Huh? 
I don't know cool. why she. Why does she talk like that though? Because she's a dumb Hulk now. I like sassy Jennifer Walters. Ah, uh, you like the John Byrne Jennifer Walters? Oh yeah, she was. Oh, that was that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. The Peter David. The Peter David one was great too. True. True. Oh, yeah, it was. Um. Yeah, we get her hulking out. She's she's a uh, mindless Hulk here, so that's cool. I guess you need a mindless Hulk. That's since we don't have a mindless Hulk. It uh, like I is Bruce Banner back? Yes, he's he, his new book is coming out called The Immortal Hulk, and it looks like it's going to have more of a horror tinge to it. Oh, cool. Mm. Who's writing it? You know, that's a good question. You continue talking, and I will Google it. Well, um, I, I do think it, it was it was fun, big, big action. You know, yeah. it was it, they were just these guys were just kind of clashing with each other and clashing with these celestials. Um, I don't know. I miss I, I'm kind of over these big cosmic threats, though, like this, because mm. I mean, mm-hmm. right now it's in both it, both the Justice League and the JLA are fighting these guys. It feels like they did that again. Like they've been doing this for a while. I mean, whatever happened to just the masters of evil just coming in and, you know, them, everybody dicks. fighting. Yeah. yeah. How about you know? instead of, how about instead of putting the bad guys on the same fucking team, you have the Legion of doom make it come back. Exactly. Ooh, they're coming back though. Sweet. Yeah. Spoiler That's... alert. Sorry. Oh. Where, when in uh Snyder's justice league. Okay. Good. Yeah. See, that's what we need. We need just big bad guy groups. Masters of Evil, Legion of Doom, you know, shit like that was awesome. Um but uh yeah, it's just it's it's fun. There are all these there are some nice uh back and forth exchanges here. I especially like uh um Iron Man and Cap, like uh uh Iron Man's armor is saying that there is no um there is no weakness in these guys' armor, and Cap goes, "Well, I just I once sunk a a, a freighter with a just like with just my shield. Yeah. So, gotta find it. So, it's just kind of fun. Um, so in the first issue, we were kind of talking about there's a scene that the three main characters, Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, are talking in a bar. And they're talking about how we just need to back to we're going to get back to basics and we just need to be the Avengers again. And it was sort of this meta commentary on, um, you know, the classics getting back into action. And then this time I thought it was kind of interesting that we're getting the same thing, but from the other direction. So uh, there is a voiceover from a mysterious um, voice. (laughs) That uh, is sort of. Is it really serious, though? It's Loki. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, look, the big three together again. The crowd goes wild. Adventure awaits. Excitement abounds. Excelsior. But we must give this ailing reality of ours the time honored medicine it so desperately needs, mustn't we? And for some of us, that means reverting to roles we were shackled with long ago. So it sounds a little bit, and maybe I'm projecting, that. He's a little annoyed that he has to reset everything because he was the one writing the female Thor. And it sounds like there was definitely a push from on high to be like, well, people are mad. We got to get back to the straight white dudes saving the day every time. So now we've got, you know, the Odinson back again. And it just it read a little bit like the first one had one point of view and the second one had a a sort of alternate point of view. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Wow, good pickup. 
Thanks. I don't know. If, I don't know. I I think maybe there might be a little bit of that, but it mm-hmm. might also be just the fact that Loki was the original uh, bad guy for the Avengers. He's yeah, the guy I mean, that it, brought them all together. It's not shoehorned in. It, it feels natural, but I, that's also yeah. what I picked up. Yeah. I mean, and. It's like you got new guys in here. I mean, you you have a next uh, you have a female version of the Hulk. You've got a next generation Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. You've got a next generation uh, Captain Marvel who is a female. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but I think what these guys have that it did that I think some of those other um, the newer generation ones, it these guys have come. Um, felt feels naturally through the story and not just like all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, she Hulk yeah. has a good 30 years of continuity, 30, maybe even 40. Um, Ghost Rider has, I, I mean, he has had a couple of series with this and it, it, I think that that is what, um, I think what annoys, annoyed people with the cap that with, with cap and, and, uh, those guys, mm-hmm. it just feels like, that when that happened, it all happened at once. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and I mean, just talking bigger, like bigger uh, kind of stories. But still, at the same time, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is fun. I, yeah. I don't want to rag too much on this book. I, I think that it it does its job. Everyone gets a little bit of a moment. Uh, we don't get any Doctor Strange or Black Panther this issue, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, hopefully they'll be around next issue. Uh, Loki's in there. It would be interesting to see Loki on this team, even though I hate having like bad guys on the team. Um, he would be one character I think that would be semi-interesting. To but keep... that's don't don't mix up your books about giant robots. Bad guys aren't on these teams. Yeah, Loki's yeah. Loki is bad. <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy. But even in the books, like and in the movies, he is—he's one level bad, but he's mm-hmm. also like a misunderstood kind of person, yeah. Yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, I'm just interested in, to see how like the spirit of vengeance uh, really fits into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that uh, Starbrand is dead, which is interesting. Uh, I wonder if She-Hulk is going to get the Starbrand. Oh right, because the star- the year one million, or I'm sorry, the yeah, the prehistoric uh, Avengers had the Star Brand was basically a Hulk. Yeah, and I hope they don't. I hope they go for a, a new character with the Star yeah. Brand, but I don't know. Uh, I think She Hulk is powerful enough. She doesn't need a Star Brand on top of all of that. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Also, uh, Ed McGinnis draws a sexy She Hulk. <laughs> She's got a boob window. You know yeah. that. How does she? She's got a, uh, she's got a, yeah, like a Power Girl sort of thing because her. Oh, she's wearing. She a, grows. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's wearing a tank top and then there's a hole there too. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, this is a big bombastic yeah. fun book. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, seeing the She-Hulk crush uh, Ghost Rider's car that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the exhaust pipe like blows flames into her face. That that that's some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's clearly pissed um, off at her. I I really am not a huge fan of the way Ghost Rider's skull looks. I think the burning skull is such an iconic image. I don't like this armored faceplate thing he wears. Yeah. Well, he's a different demon. Yeah, he's different. 
So I guess, but still, I like the old. I, I like the and old. And everybody needs to wear helmets these days. <laughs> is that what it's promoting? <laughs> I guess even it is. When driving, you should wear a helmet. Yeah, I do that. I wear, I wear I, a helmet I, even when cool. I'm podcasting. Yeah. Well, that's smart. Yeah. Um, safe. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think there was a. We, only, good. we didn't do that many books this week, but I think uh, they were all pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! We oh, forgot wait, one. We missed one. We forgot one. Damn it! I spoke <laughs> too soon. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't read this one. Um, so oh. the X Men Wedding Special happened, put out by Marvel. It was written oh, by Chris shit. Claremont and uh, Mark Guggenheim and Kelly Thompson, with art by Todd Nock, Greg Land, Marika Cresta. You guys, take it away, Rob. Uh, I, I don't know where I was more enchanted this week. Was it the wedding of Markle and uh, the bastard ginger that's not really Charles's son? Or was it the X-Men wedding issue? I'm still Will deciding. she say I do or will she say I don't? We, we, won't, we won't know because we didn't get a fucking wedding in this issue. It is the wedding special about three separate... Uh, Stories leading up to the Wait, wedding. Wait, what? What? Yeah, the wedding I'm sorry, special. I'm sorry, I took a break from eating my dinner. Did you just say the mm. wedding issue didn't have a wedding? Correct. Was the wedding canceled, or is it leading up to another wedding mm, issue? It's it's leading up to the wedding issue. This is I'm the wedding issue. I'm going to eat my dinner. You, you know, God damn it. All right, well. I told you. Fuck. This is clickbait. Mm-hmm. You can't click a comic book, but all right. Uh, Yeah, you can't. Um, So I want to talk about the cover. Is that how they have sex? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's like phased right through his crotch. That would be the best. And look at the way that whole thing is set up. That is the worst cover I've seen. And also look at him. They did, yeah. you know that uh, Time Magazine thing of Trump where the M has two horns on top of Trump's head? Right. Uh, this has two horns on top of Peter's head. Like, uh, Oh, you're right, because of the, uh, because he's right in the M of the, yeah. he's in the negative space of the, <laughs> of M, the M and the X-Men, yeah. Yeah, yeah this uh, is... Um, it's a horrible cover. It's Scott Lobdell. Or wait, no, that's Campbell. Jim Campbell. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's not good. Jay yeah. Scott so the Campbell. oh, that's okay. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Not a not a fan of that cover anyway, uh, and not a fan of this book. So the first story, the dream before, is Chris Claremont. Um, God, so wordy. It's good to words. see. It, it's it's good to see that he uh, is still as verbose as ever. It's every page is. It's like an essay. Uh, Knox artistry is just, I mean, I, I think it's beautiful. And it's yeah. cartoony simplicity. I, I like it. That's the thing that kept me going through, to be honest. It, I mean, it was okay. Uh, there's this fun part. Uh, it, I, I, just, I think Todd Knock is a little too cartoony, especially for some of these uh, more serious bits. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's this scene where Peter and uh, Kitty are sitting on a side of a mountain and Peter's telling, 
his opening is her. I met someone else. We fell in love. She died. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's, that's like, but the thing is, that's some of the first dialogue we get in this because it's all just her talking to, I don't know, is she, who is she supposed to be telling this story to? Us. The Dream Diary? No, us. Well, that's bullshit. It, it's just, it's just, yeah, there's no reason for this, this story. It's just her basically reminiscing on her life. Um, on well, just little moments. Basically, it's not just her life. It's the life that Claremont wrote. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Kitty. And then all the all the people that died that she loved that come back as genie ghosts. Yeah. But it's like I didn't get who Peter fell in love with until the last the last thing, and it was Callisto. Well, that was all right. So you're jumping ahead stories. Yeah, but like in this story, Peter fell in love with a girl and she died. I don't know who Peter was romantically linked to. I, I, I oh, it was Callisto? <clears throat> I thought it was magic. No, that's his sister. <laughs> yeah. That's hot. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been watching but, Game of Thrones lately. What? So then she gets her, she becomes Dr. Dr. Pride. Dr. Pride. And then she takes that and then she just becomes a bartender? Right. That's, I don't know. It just seemed seemed odd. An odd choice for her to do that because she just like, what, she got her doctorate and then she's just like saying, like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I, I never really played. So then she gets drunk. Right. And starts seeing ghosts of the people that she... I mean, this story just goes on and on and on. Like, it's Absolutely. so pointless. So pointless. And it just, it, it just gets and centers around this, uh, this bar scene, which makes me think that, like, uh, Chris Claremont is just, you know, he's just kind of, this is what he knows. This is, you're right what you know now. So it's like, I think that he's just, like, hangs out at a bar. <laughs> that's, his, that's what he does now with his life. I don't know. But wow. it's... That's the central, I'm just saying, that's the central focus of this story, this bar where she drunkenly sees the ghosts of Wolverine, her dad, and her first love. Well, that was the culmination of the story. I guess. The point of the story was to bore us all before we go into the wild and crazily bachelor and bachelorette parties. So the bachelor party is written by Guggenheim, right? Yeah. That's yes. horrible. And they say they say Pyro is there. Mm-hmm. When was he an X Man? Um <laughs> Yeah. Or is this a new Pyro? Oh, okay, a Gambit is there. Um but you start out with this big splash page of Wolverine fighting a big demon alien. Um, totally unnecessary. And then this guy gets a job with Wong right. in Las Vegas at the Hotel Inferno, and he's angry at 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 mutants. He like he hates humans, but he hates mutants especially. Yeah, but he's not uh, he's not playing the role of the other like the other demons in the casino keep their hatred and loathing for the humans at bay, so they can truly torture the. Humans through the long haul of taking their money and giving yeah. them hope and then taking that away. It's the yo-yo. It's the slow burn. And he's, this demon is a agent of blunt force trauma. 
he's yeah, he's not a very smart guy. He's anyway, so he racist or these these guys is. go to uh, Las Vegas for a boys' night out. Uh, yeah. Peter's or yeah, uh, uh, Colossus is not. It's he doesn't really want to go. He would rather just spend time with Kitty, with his Kitty. But um, they take him out anyway, and then this demon shows up, and Peter is more than happy just to start fighting with him. Yeah, it made not, it didn't make a lot of sense, and it didn't make a lot of sense to go to the Demon Casino because you know you will walk away a loser. Like the, you, you do have odds of winning at other casinos. You said, you said when we reviewed uh, that crossover thing, I that go you would go in at about two o'clock, three o'clock at night after drinking. Well, yeah, but that wouldn't be to play the, the games. That would just be to see the shit show of humanity and watch and laugh. Yeah, like that. You know, you, you get up and then you once you're up, you stop because then you're not a gambler. It means you can have some controlled fun, and I'm then you can look gambler. at other things and other stuff within the casino environments to amuse yourself. I'm not a really a gambler. Are you? I, don't know, I won ten grand last time I was in Vegas. Last Jesus. couple months ago, I only gamble when I order takeout. <laughs> <laughs> They could go and call back. That's adorably uh, folksy of you. Yes. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that was a horrible, horrible story, too. And then, then we get on to horrible story number three. The bachelorette party. Bachelorette party. At Stripperoki. Stripperoki. It's, it's strippers and karaoke's. I, if you've ever been to a strip club in upstate New York, you're lucky if they have, like, all their teeth, tongue, and vocal cord, much less, you know, they can strip and do celebrity impersonations for karaoke. I mean, like, what if you need stripperoki? Like, do you get up, like, when you sing, you have to strip? I don't know. I guess it we'll, just we'll sounds, never know because this is fucking goofy. I don't know. Uh, you know, Kitty hides out in the bathroom <laughs> for a little bit. The whole time. Uh, just this artist is rough, really rough. Yeah, on this one? Yes. Yeah. And they go into this decadent bathroom, and Rogue is sitting in front of a mirror with all of her makeup and cocaine in front of her. <laughs> right. And, and there are chairs. Is this the way girls' bathrooms are? There are chairs in there? It's huge. Not at a happening stripperoki they're, they're called uh, toilets, Mark. No. This, you sit on them to poop. They're regular chairs. <laughs> no, there are t- there are like three stalls in the background, but then there are like just there's an orange chair and a purple chair. So you sit in it. They're different chairs, and then there's like two sinks. It's huge. It's like an expansive bathroom. I didn't know where the hell they were, and then somehow, Kitty, what? She falls asleep in a chair and falls through the floor. She gets zapped by. Yeah, she leaves. And then oh, she's, okay. yeah, you gotta keep going there. She was still, Rogue went in to go take a leak or what? Oh no, Rogue's standing right there. They're still just talking. Um, and then she gets zapped by Callisto and Callisto drags her down, chains her up in the sewer, says you better never hurt Peter. She probably could have just told her that instead of zapping her and chaining her up. Yeah. Callisto, yeah. Yeah, Callisto, Callisto. Uh, she, uh, yeah. I And I miss Callisto. Callisto, Callisto. Mm-hmm. But I, I always liked her. I thought she was a cool character. Um, 
Talk like about that. like unused I like characters. I like, like her better when she lo- I liked her better when she looked more like Sid Vicious than fucking. She was like Joe Jet. She looked a little bit. She was like a, definitely looking like Joe Jet. It's a little too pretty on this, yeah. Yeah, uh, and th- that was the whole point. Like mask that the the Morlock guy changes their face and makes them all look ugly. Uh, there's a scene where Kitty punches her in the face, and it looks like she has stubble. But it's supposed to be blood spatter, but the blood spatter is way too tiny, and her face looks like stubble. It's really just bad. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, yep. And then she leaves. Ileana shows up, uh, and they party the night away. Someone buys them a, a giant wine glass. Who's Emma that? Frost. Oh, Emma Frost. Okay. By this time, I had just already old, clocked out. Just an old out. frenemy, Emma Frost. <laughs> and then uh, I, I, it's nice to see that Megan is still stupid and beautiful. I love how also she's uh, so flexible that she can. I mean, is that is her arm coming out of the top of her head? Yes. Like how far back is her fucking shoulder? She's a is shape she, changer. She's triple jointed. She's a, lucky, Cap, lucky Captain Britain. Captain Britain is a lucky man, yes. Lucky uh, anyway, and then we get to the end where we get the wedding, right? No. No. What happened? That will happen in X-Men Gold number 30, which none of this makes fucking sense. So we see the wedding night on this cover, and Uh then we get the X-Men. Look at fucking Rogue's face. I know. It's just really badly drawn stuff. I mean, they look... No, I mean, but it's like extra chromosome bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also uh, Psylocke down there in the front. Her eyes are way too close together. Uh, yeah, it's just some rough, rough drawing. I, it's, it's so, I don't know. I guess, I guess these comic writers they they're so used to writing big moments and stuff like that. So when they're asked to do like these, like very special issues where it's not so much of that, yeah. it's it's like you can make a normal moment into a good story. Look at what Tom King did with just waiting for the mail on that twenty five cent issue. That yeah. was intense it was scary it was exciting everything it's like you know you don't have to have a giant alien or a giant like or or like you know people dying or or whatever to make an interesting story just make a find a human moment there i don't think there's a human moment in this entire in this entire 48 page book it just doesn't feel i could draw this and i'm terrible I mean, this, I think this cover is wow. The cover's bad. Yeah, it, cover to cover to all the stories inside is just. Well, that's bottom this of the issue. Too. That's issue, but I'm specifically looking at the wedding, the real wedding issue. Like, oh, well, it says the wedding is almost here, so who knows if we'll get it then. But that X Men Gold number thirty is is what I'm looking at. That is oh. just, I mean, I, it's so bad. It's amateurish. It's it's. That's really, Phil Noto. Jesus, and that's is he usually good? Yeah, yeah. Phil Noto's JD, am I wrong? Good. Is this look at this? I mean, it's not his best work, no. But but I mean, it's bad. Yeah, like, proportions the are all faces. I mean, yeah, yeah, the faces are rough. Got some rough Jesus. faces. Yeah, 
People aren't screaming and yelling. You know, everyone isn't in an action flex pose. Is this what everyone's wearing to the wedding? Really? Gambit, <laughs> I, Gambit I, you're wearing I, your same fucking uh, uh, <laughs> bowler that you were just fighting Morlocks in. Beast, you can throw, throw on a shirt. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, Beast it, is in uh, biker shorts. <laughs> he totally is. He is in shirt pants. Like, come on, guys. I understand so we all we live a life of action, but can't you guys rent some tuxes? <laughs> no, like I mean, like, Rogue looks like Uncle Drunkle. He does. Jesus. And then Look X-Men it. Red Annual, the one just to the right of it, that's Phil Noto as well, and that's a much better cover. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Okay. Yeah, because it's an action pose. Yeah, mm. that's cool. But, that's yeah. really cool looking. This, though, woof. So much. We have to have, look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, she's phased through his fingers. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. that's her one thing she can do. You have to engage it. It's annoying, though. It's like, if I would be Peter, I'd be like, do you have to do that? Do I have to? I, he doesn't have to be metal, except, you know, it would probably come in handy in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. Nope, no clue. Nope. That makes no sense. <laughs> when he wants to crush her with his metallic weight. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. You can uh, visit us on Twitter at Rob Patey, at Mark underscore L underscore Miller, and at JD's Hero Complex. You can check out the show on uh, coltspopgo.com. You can write and review the show on iTunes. That would be lovely. Uh, share it with Please. your friends. Write us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. Am I missing anything, fellas? No, you got it. Awesome. No. I'm going to go finish this land shark lager beer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yum, yum. All right. Thanks, all right. guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank Look, it you. Was, it was great. It was great all the way up until the end. Yeah, we then... should have just skipped it. We had to find yeah. a flaw. Yeah. There was one flaw in the, the, in the bunch. Of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk at you later. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.